Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to this podcast with Pastor Mubarakota. Mubarakota is the founder and leader of Christ Love World Outreach, a global evangelical ministry that is impacting the lives of many worldwide. Mubarak, an anointed teacher of the word, teaches the good news that has the power to heal the brokenhearted, free the captives, and change lives. Stay connected as you receive God's inspired word. Now, today's message. Amen. Is it powerful? Are you loving the messages? I was listening to the one earlier. I mean, it was very powerful. So, doing, being consistent at what you're doing. Or consistency in doing just a little bit more. Hallelujah. Did you hear me? Consistency in doing just a little bit more. A little bit more. More. So if we want to do a little bit more, then it means that we should have already been doing more. By now you get it. We are saying we are doing the work already, right? We are already doing the work. You are doing the work, are you not? And sometimes you are required to do a little bit more. more. Not so. But now we are moving to another level of being consistent to do a little bit more every time. Do you get the dimension that is going? For instance, how many of us have gotten tired of giving a beggar money? I have gotten tired. Sometimes you have some people who just, <laughs> they always just need money. You get it. But you have to, you see, already you are doing something. But then you have to be consistent. That little one. And we, do you know it's not easy to always do a little bit more? Prophet, you know that. The extra mile you have to go always sort of makes the big difference. I don't know if you get what I mean. You come to church. You hear the word. You're growing. You want to serve. In between time, more responsibilities put on you. Okay. And every time it's like, oh, I've done my best. But the truth is, if you do your best once and don't do your best the next time, it amounts to zero. But if you do your best this time and you can do a little better next time and a little better next time and a little better, always trying to outdo your past then you can do more. You get it. Okay, I preached a good message this Sunday. So, hallelujah. The next Sunday, it's not. Next two Sundays, not, not. Next three Sundays. With time, you see, it starts trickling down. So, you must come to a place where your consistency is not now to just do the work. Last week we looked at consistency in doing the work. 
That's the basic. Consistency in playing the organ, right? There was a time where we were looking for consistency in membership, like consistency in coming to church, consistency in doing the work, consistency in doing what you're supposed to do. And by the grace of God, right now, everybody's doing what we are supposed to do. Is that not so? We all know our clear responsibilities. Is that not so? Bishop knows what he's supposed to do. Deacon Gamal knows what he's supposed to do. Mama Jifa knows what she's supposed to do. Prophet knows, knows what he's supposed to do. But in doing what you are supposed to do, there's always a little bit more. And it makes a difference. A big difference. Going a little bit. You see, have you realized sometimes when you are studying, and you, maybe, I don't know how you people your things are, but business, what I did in school, let's say maybe you have a four point. I don't know. Can we come up with something? Maybe business plan or something, zero, zero, point one, point two, point three. And as you are saying, something just tells you, stay on this a little longer. Has it, has it ever occurred to you? <laughs> it's like you know the thing, but you don't know the details of the thing. So if they ask you, you just do the brushing and go. But it's not, the thing tells you, oh, no, go deeper. Learn it a little bit. Memorize it some more. Those things really make a difference. It really does. There's always, you see, when you take two people who are doing something, there's always a difference based on the extra that they add. You get it? Or the, the extra they subtract. Uba and Yango. What's the, what, or Bolt or whatever. What's the difference? It's just a small two CDs that they put or they deducted somewhere. Is that not so? It makes a big difference. It makes a big difference. You see, you a certain consistent character over time that sorts of maintains a, a level of like <laughs> I don't know, like, consistency, like, the character is, is good and always sort of goes a bit better over time. It's very, it's, it's like a crucial tool in the kingdom to be used. For instance, you, what song do you intend, you're playing, this Sunday, what song are you playing? This is the air I breathe. Powerful song. But next week, Sunday, you'll be like, oh, last week we sang, this is the air I breathe. Let's mix it with an old song. But you could have learned another new song. You get it? So that extra you go, that like, oh, let's learn a new song in addition. I don't know if you get what I mean. This is the air I breathe. This Sunday, Which Sunday did you sing? You sang very powerful. Everybody was Holy Spirit move. You sang a song like that. There was a Sunday, I think last two weeks or so, Charlie told us, 
already Pastor Bempa came here. Sorry, Pastor Kobe came here. He sang very powerfully. It was very organized. The praises was okay. You did more. But now, another Sunday comes and say, should we rehearse for praises? And you are like, oh, the time, you know, we can just manage with what we did last week. You get it? So, this time you are just going to take whatever you did last week and the whole thing messes up again. <laughs> or you don't get what I mean. Last week you did. Give me the one of your lists for evangelism. Last week you actually called all the people. It's fine. No, just just give me your diary. I see there you have names in your diary. Well, then you see. Oh, you called Michael. You called Anastasia. So last week you did well. You called everybody. Then this week as you sit down, Michael, should I call him again? Charlie, can't you just do a little bit more? Can't you just call them? It makes a difference. No, do you get where I'm coming? I'm talking about being consistent with a little bit more part. Last week you did a template, a nice poster. This is because you're about to do it. You feel tired. And let me just change the date. And this is then you just change the date. And then this is a, ah. Am I preaching to you? It's like, we can't be perfect always. Who told you? It's like, are we always going to do this thing and make it so classic? Like, are we always going to, am I always going to learn a new song? Must I always call all these people? Must I always come to church? Like, must I always? Ah, last week I went, we had a powerful time. The anointing I received last week is enough to carry me for the next week. So, bye-bye. you see me next two weeks. Hey! I'm preaching. I'm preaching very well. A little bit more. A little bit what? More. You see, the way God's work is, eh, it's funny. Unless you don't want the truth. But you always must strive to outdo your past. We don't live on past glories in the kingdom. We don't live on past glories. There's nothing like I did all yesterday, so that's it. There's nothing like that. If you come to that place, you are backsliding. It's from glory to what? To glory. There's nothing like, oh, I used to be. If you take the messages we listen in Christ love today, Apart from the fact that it's still the same message. It's not changed. You see there's an increase in anointing. The messages are more powerful today than they used to be. God forbid you ever take a message and Christ love message and be like, ah, those days, Papa's messages were powerful. No, no, we don't want that. That's the same way we don't want to look at Gamel and say, oh, you know, those days Gamel used to play the organ very well, you know. He used to learn songs, but what's happened? We don't want to see ages pictures and photo whatever uh i'm coming to the photography people because they've, they've, they've been i don't know what's wrong with them like they are they've been out of whether out of i don't even know why 
nobody should take a camera should ever take me a picture this sunday please because i don't see the point in taking the pictures yeah don't come and stand in front of me and take any picture because if you take a picture you're just fooling us why do you take the picture it's been how many weeks now we've never seen any picture anywhere what happens And you are not going to be consistent. The work, you see, the work won't come out the way it should. Don't you realize God is depending on us? Can't you see? Prophet, can't you see that a whole dispensation has been committed to us? Can't you see that we are, we, 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 God is counting on us to do something for us? For him in our lifetime. What is our life? A little bit what? More. Just doing a little bit more. A little bit more. Yes, you are doing well. Yes, you are coming to church. You are doing the work. It's good. Whatever you are told to do, you are doing it. It's good. But can't you see there are petty, petty things that you could actually just straighten up to make the thing more perfect? I bought a trousers over the weekend and I made a woman that was long, so a woman, you see, altruated. Then, I knew my wife said that the, sh- the sh- trousers were short. So I took it to one guy. And the guy just saw the thing guy basa. He just used <laughs> black shirt. Put black shirt on blue black trousers and saw the thing zigzag. I said, what kind of finishing is this? So I had to go and give something to someone out of Angkor. And I was going to Mampon. If When I was coming back from I said, no, this guy. I have to take their trousers back to him so he can do this thing well because this is wrong. You see, it, it, that's what makes the difference. One stitch is zigzag. One stitch is straight. It makes a difference. So if you are working for God and your work is just zigzag like that and one person is consistent, it, makes, it, it just makes a lot of difference. It makes a lot of what? Difference. Consistency in doing a little bit more. In our character, we need to do a little bit more. More. Number one, in our character, we need to do a little bit more. More. What is the type of character that God requires from us? Hallelujah. What is the kind of character that God requires from us? You see, how many of you have ever eaten papaya before? <clears throat> Irene. Irene is trying to hide her face from me, but I'm calling her so she look into my face. The papaya you eat has the taste changed. Is it is the chicken the same every time? Yeah. It's called recipe. 
That's what makes a papaya. You see? But the, 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 the woman who sells the wache, sometimes you see that this changes. It changes. Because the papaya people, they mix the flour at a certain temperature. They put a certain layer. They do, they heat it for a certain time. They fry it for a certain minute. Number. And it's the same. They measure everything. KFC is a recipe. So you sure KFC will taste like that every single day. But you, we can't taste your character. <laughs> your character is not like, like that every day. In doing a little bit, sometimes you, we, we can really be a, like so happy because you go to the extreme. And sometimes it's like, oh, what happened? You just do what you are supposed to do and that's it. I've done what I'm supposed to do. We just want you to do a little bit more and be consistent because the work requires that we do a little bit more every time. A little bit more what? Every time. A little bit more every time. And so we have to get used to being, being like doing a little bit more every time. Your character must be of a certain standard. You get it? Have you ever heard this and we are all not perfect? We are not perfect, but Charlie, when it comes to certain things, we better be perfect. Because it can, you're, you, you're, now you're sluggish, you know, I'm not, I'm a human being, I'm not perfect, can destroy a lot of poor things. Okay, let's just assume. This woman we buy watch it from, eh, for like how many years now I've been cooking, so let me just put a little DDT inside. One day, just one day. Can you imagine what that would do? Maybe she'll just say, oh, every day, you know, I'm designing nice posters. Nice posters. Today, I won't do any poster. Please. You must maintain that war. Character. Number two, attitude. Doing a little bit more with your, in your attitude. What is attitude? What is attitude? Deacon Gamel, what is attitude? The way you think and feel about someone or something. The way you think and feel about the work. It's not constant. Sometimes it's off sometimes it's on. Listen, do you know we, you, you know, do you know everybody has their issues they go through? Have you ever heard this person say, someone may be going through a bad day, so you just at least smile or something. I think I saw a post like, you never know what the other person is going through, so be nice. Everybody has something they are going through. Hmm? So if you really want the way you feel, and the way you are thinking, and the way you are processing things to translate into your work for God, then you can't do anything for God. Because I tell you, from day to day, issues come up every now and then. And you're going to have something that stands between you and the work of God. It's either going to be a bad mood. And women, especially women, women have a lot of 
challenges because women can have hormonal issues. But does it mean so if you're a lady pastor and you are going through your hormonal things, does it mean when you come and stand in front of the puppet you insult everybody? No. Your your attitude must always be constant. You get it? If you are always if if it is required of you to smile to do God's work, always wear what? A smile. It's simple. Whether you are happy or not what? Happy. Smile. Because that's what is required of you. Your attitude to playing. Your attitude to designing. Your attitude. What is the attitude required of us in Christ's love? Just hear what you have to do. Go ahead, do it. Flow. That's it. Come again. No offense. You are not offended. Just go ahead and do it. But why is it that your attitude is changing? Why? So it means we can't count on you tomorrow. We cannot. Richard, we need a consistent attitude from you. Listen, these preachings, eh, we just want to get the right tone to go. That's why we have these preachings coming. It's not for any reason. These preachings are coming out to us because we don't want to grow and have issues as a church. You get it? We don't want to grow and tomorrow when we come to church, Gamel is playing the organ and he's frowned. No, how dare you do that? Not in this church. We've we've had church without organ for a long time. So if you frown, please wake up. <laughs> wake up and let's just have our church. Charlie, just flow. Bubbly attitude. And if you don't have the if you're a lady and you don't have a nice attitude, you always be quarreling with your husband and, and your your fian, your boyfriend. <laughs> like you are Pobi once now. Do you know Pobi once now? just nice attitude and doing a little bit more with your attitude you see you can't do it and see the trouble you are causing just nice attitude hello hi hello hi you see your husband hey how are you then you give him kisses hey yo when they be doing this then an insect will enter your mouth and you bite it, not really re- even realize, and swallow it. Then that's where you see you spout your mouth. Why? Are you a recorder or a radio? Nice attitude. Be consistent. Just be. Don't let us come. To, let us see you as like, ah, today she wasn't nice. No. If they are referring to this, that lady in glasses who is always smiling. You get it? This is the people. Oh, today what was wrong with Mama Jifa? She wasn't smiling. What's the problem? Why was it? Why is it that today Bishop was Bishop looked moody? Like, oh, please, please. And if you are smiling, please don't give us fake smiles. It's not because we say smiles, so you come and stand here and you be 
twisting your mouth when you go, you frown again. Why? Be real. Hallelujah. Be what? Real. You don't want to, oh, Richard, you can sit down. You don't want to just come here and play, play around with us, giving us smiles that are not from your heart. Who are you doing? You are doing yourself. When you smile, you strengthen them and relax the muscles on your face. You get it? Your brain it becomes more relaxed. You frown every time. You turn into an old lady, Ellie. Mummified lady. It's a word. Become a mother. An auntie. All the boys run away from you. When they see you, ah, oh, that old man. Meanwhile, you are just 30 years. Please. A right attitude. You see, do you know what I feel we are doing? I feel we are tuning the church. All the bottoms of the church. We are right tuning it so the church can stand well. You get it? So we are tuning. So if 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 by mistake the tuning has gotten to where we are tuning, please keep quiet. It's for your own good. You get it? As we are tuning the thing, oh say tuniwa. Do you get what I mean? On a radio, you have a lot of tune things you can tune, right? Now you press. But in olden days, it used to be tune. I remember my dad had a certain tip with the ring that thing that plays on the a power. You have to tune the this thing. So right now we are tuning you. Or like the mixer like this. Every one of us is a knob on the, and we are tuning. Bishop, I'm tuning you. The next time you are designing, do a little bit more. Get a new design. Don't just say, ah, last week. Because I've seen some pictures. The same picture, the same put, they just do some mixture and they just put it and say, oh, Tuesday, prof- uh, what, Wednesday prophetic meeting. Then they say, ah, is this was the same picture that, what is happening? What's that? Is this guy lazy? Or <laughs> what is happening to this guy? Do a little bit more. Do a little what? Bit more. That is how the church works. If you won't do it, then you are not doing it. But if you are doing it, do it well. Hallelujah. Do a little bit more. Number three. Doing a little bit more by in taking instructions. Now, this is a very important thing because you see the church thrives on instructions and if you are not you see you need character traits that make you do well with instructions number one you need to have a listening ear okay Number two, you need to be very disciplined. And number, number number two, you need to be very disciplined. And number three, you must take everything you hear and do it. That, those are the purposes of instructions. 
how am I ever going to be able to make this church grow? Can I play the organ? No. So the best I can do is to instruct you on what to do. Not so. If you don't do it, that part is cut out. Do you get it? Do I know how to design Photoshop? No. If you put the Photoshop in front of me, I can't do anything. So the best I can do is to instruct you on what we need to do. And your your greatest responsibility is to heed to the, the minutest instruction I give you. One of the things I tell people who come around is do whatever I tell you. If you really want us to move, just do what I tell you to do. Because if you don't do what I tell you, cause problems for me. And you make it difficult for me to have the, the change or play the role that I must play in your life. Taking instructions is very crucial. I told my wife, I said, whatever I tell you, I'm the head. <laughs> I'm the leader. Just trust me. Do what I tell you. I remember before Mama Jifan left to she so I said, you are coming fine, but whatever I tell you, do it. And it's not just doing what I tell you for your life, but pertaining to the work we are doing, whatever you are told to do, just do it. You get it. For instance, Deacon is our follow-up head. I tell him, organize this group. It's called ABC. Get the people. Organize it. The next, the next minute he calls me. I've done it. I tell him, take a book. Go and bring your book. Why did you, where did you keep it? Give me your book. Let me show the church something. I told him, take a book. Write the names of everybody who comes to church. This is just instructions I'm giving him all. Write the name of everyone who comes to church. Thank you. Today we were doing our own breakdown. So, write the names of everybody who comes to church. Please, you can sit down. From which month? From me. Because people used to come to church. We don't know what's happening. So, we said, okay. Write the, write the numbers every, every, every Sunday the people we get. So from me, he starts writing. This is an instruction I gave him. And I didn't sit down with him to talk for long. I just said, do ABC. You get it? Do ABC. And I leave it. Because there are so many things that I'm, I'm doing. And the funny thing, sometimes I even tell him today, and I forget what I've told him. And he comes back and says, the thing you said we should do, I've done it. Then I remember, oh, okay, bring it. That's a difference. So he writes the thing down. Then he, every, at the end of every month, he came. He comes and I say, okay, this month, how many people came to church? Then he says, 2nd June, we had this number. 30, uh, 9th June, we had this number. 16th June, we had this number. 30th June, we had this number. So the average membership is this number. Then he says, okay, what's the report? The membership dropped from this amount to that amount on 26th. And this, and then I asked him, what do you think is the reason why it dropped? They says, okay, we didn't follow up on this person. We didn't follow up on that person. We should have checked on this person. Okay, I said, okay, so make sure in July we don't repeat it. So in July, he realized that the things I've told him, the whole, he has changed everything and he has done it well. Then we go to August. 
The same thing. Today, I sat with him again. And I said, write the list of all those who have been consistent for the past one month. And he wrote it. Then I said, write the list of all those who have not been consistent in the past one month. Those who come one and don't come. And come one and don't come. Then he wrote it. Then I said, write the list of all those who are who, who came once and didn't come at all. Then he wrote it and I said, okay, let's devise a strategy. Okay? So that we can... Okay, so let's categorize the people. These people, I think you just have to encourage them. These people, I think you really have to go to their houses, call them, do follow-up. These people, I think, just, just visit them. They just need to be visited. What are we doing? We are giving out what? Instructions. So if you see, and this thing, you, you think it's, a, it's, a, it's not a joke. Oh. This is a highly spiritual thing I'm doing with him. And through this thing, the guy is fulfilling his ministry. Through this thing, the church is growing. Like the church is, because we are keeping track of everybody. People come and you think, oh, they are just walking around. But literally, we have a hands on every single person who comes. So imagine I tell him, write the list, and he just takes this. And next week he comes, did you do it? Oh, Papa, you know, I forgot. Did you? Uh, did you do? Then the thing is just dying off. Because you are not doing what you've been told to do. And it's not an easy thing to do this. Because sometimes, this Sunday like this, I asked him, how many people came to church? And the thing passed his eye. He says, 35. I said, hey, don't joke with me. Get the real number for me. Do you know how he got the number? He took the pictures I said they shouldn't take the pictures. Then he counted the people on the phone. That's how come he got the number. And that's, it's based on that number he got. You see, maybe you think, oh, everybody, the whole church was full. But we, we, we are not leaving a chance. Like, yes, everybody came. But I said, no, let's do the thing we need to. And, and me, myself, today, I, 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 he sent me the numbers of those who didn't come. And I'm calling them. Said, How are you? Then I said, you have to visit this person. You have to. And even before church, they visited some people. So it's, it's just simply based on instruction. And you'll be shocked if it was a, another person who was probably much lousy. Is that a correct word? Or lousier? Say on our English. It's a word. If it was a lousy person, I really want to show that lousier, like not just loud, but more. You see, write the list. Then the first week you write it. Second week, maybe me too have forgotten. Then three weeks I was like, ah. How come you've not written the list for? I forgot. That is the end of the thing. We won't see it. It will be one confusion upon confusion upon confusion. And the church has to function. You see, look, our education is not for, for nothing. God, you see, God has a hand in your education. And the only reason why God gave you an education is because you can appropriate the anointing carefully. And the education helps you to sort of balance the way the anointing works. What is the anointing? Raw power. Is that not so? But the, the education you receive teaches you that even though you carry the power, it has to be used in this way. It has to be used in wisdom. It has to be used in knowledge. It has to be used in understanding. 
It shows you if you if you want to say something, you can say it in this way rather than that way. Most of the men of God who get into problems in this country, it's not that some of them are not called. Though. Most of them, most of them are called. It's just the education. Because the education is not there. So when they want to do something, and you never know the influence education has had on your mind. So you meet someone who has not been educated. You know, you be, for you, it's natural. It's natural that it naturally occurs to you that if it has to be done, this is how it has to be done. And fortunately, because that's what your mind works, it looks like that's how everybody should think. But the people who have not been educated, they can't realize things like the way you do. So you have been fortunate to have been to first degree, gotten by, the, by God's grace, you are doing another first degree. You have been fortunate to be doing a master's. Elder Isaiah just started his master's in Kumasi. And we need you to do something in the church. And it's as if, hey, you know, I'm not a professional. This is not what I did in school. Hey, please, please. What about the education? It's called university education. Universal. Once you've done university education, you should be able. If right now, EcoBank came to call you, will you say you didn't do banking and finance? Eh? If you finish school and you get a job with, you, you are doing computer science. Eh? If Papa here comes to call you and say, come and be operations manager, will you say, I don't know how to cook? Hallelujah. Listen, God expects so much from us. God really expects so much from us. God expects so much from us. Every single thing you have, God is giving it to you for the sake of his work. I'm telling you. This is a young church. You see, we can't, we can't afford to, to employ certain, certain people, but we can turn people into things. Do you get me? If you, are, if you really stay disciplined, okay, you will be turned into something that you never knew you could be turned into. If only you be humble enough and just go through what you are and, be, and do what you are asked to do. Even if it doesn't make sense, just do it. Have you, 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 you never know what can come out of your life. Because you, you are really learning so much that you never realize how much you are learning. For instance, we say Mama Jufa is the administrator of the church. She's never done business admin. But if she learns this thing and stays disciplined and takes instruction, I'm telling you, in the next 10 years, she will be a top administrator in this country. Yeah, because the anointing will teach you. Look at, look at the testimony uh, my friend gave about, how do you call it? Deacon Gamel. He says Deacon Gamel plays the, the songs in the original keys. I don't even think he understands what that means. That's why he's just playing the song. He doesn't know that over the period as he's learning, he says this guy is gifted. I don't even think he knows how much gifted <laughs> gift he has. He says, if you take 10 organists, 8 of them have to learn the song to play it. Very few here to play. But look at Gamel. I can play, I can sing a new song he's never heard before. He will just, you see him, he'll be present, ping, 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 before you see he's playing the song. Even if it's not nice, he's playing it. That's how he learns his songs. And he doesn't even have an organ in his room. I had to fight with him to come to be coming to here. That's even consistency. To come to come and be rehearsing. So the guy doesn't know he's, he's been turned into a world-class organist. 
He won't realize who. One day when something happens and he meets with other organists, then the senior organist will say, hi, you are very good. That's when he will realize what he has, he has received over the period. When you came to this church, did you know how to play an organ? Did you know even how to press one key? You didn't know. But as you stay here, humbly learning, receiving the insults and the rebukes, are you not becoming better? Bishop. Bishop has become, I don't even know what to call him now. He's becoming a media guru. Bishop, did you know how to do podcast? He's single-handedly doing so many things. Yesterday, he even sent me something. I couldn't even, I didn't, he said, what, Spotify, story, something. I, did, I was trying to do that and I couldn't. He's like, this guy is taking this church international. He's taking us far. The guy has done podcasts single-handedly. He's just learned the thing. And now people in Canada, everywhere, are listening to our podcast. Did you know how to do podcasts before you came to the church? Is, is there a special school for podcasts there? You may be. Have, have you been to that school before? So, you see, we just tell you. So, if I'm telling you, look, the camera, I'm telling you, camera guy, do put the camera. I said, when I'm, before I preach, put on the white. Me, when I talk, I don't talk. Oh, that's how I am. Me, I talk once, I don't talk again. And if I have to talk, it's very difficult for me. So, I'll just keep quiet. I told prophet, when I stand here, I say, I saw a vision about the church. Write it down. Don't let it go with. Write it down and pray with the team. I was telling him, don't let me come and stand here and say, I saw a vision and the, I felt a man was standing. And I see this vision, we pray about it. And you let it go like, oh, you are not attentive. There are some things you, I don't have to tell you people before you people know that you have to do it. When I'm just saying, even in person, when I say, you say, ah, the man wants us to do ABC. That's how the church will go. That's how the church will go. You must know the things, you must know what to do when you've not even been told what to do. Yeah. One day we had a crusade. They arranged the chairs some funny way. Then, I think Elder Isaiah went and when he saw it, he said, no, Papa, does, Papa won't like it like this. So, change the whole thing. And, and when I saw I that's not how, the way Pastor Isaiah said I liked it, that's the way I liked it. You see, how did he know? Because he's, he's observant. We are not joking, no. Listen, we are not joking. I said, Mama Audrey the other day in the car, we are not joking. It's not a joke. People have, we've committed our lives to this thing. So let's do it well. God is not playing around. So we should also not play. It's serious business. Whatever you've been, nobody came into this church. You see, nobody came into this church a professional. Me, did I go to Bible school? Did I come in as a professional preacher? Do you know how I started preaching? Buga buga. Buga buga. I'll write my scriptures and I'll hold the paper. Then some and those that I used to forget the scriptures that I I will learn. Yeah, I'll forget it as I'm preaching. My mind will just go blank. Then I'll just pretend and come and just read. Then I'll go back. I could hardly preach without my notes. Hey, when I'm coming, I'll send a <laughs> if want to go and preach. Print. I used to preach with white paper. You remember? I print everything. 
when I come up and everything I'll say. So first I'll say, what is consistency? Second, how do you become consistent? I'll type everything. I'll write objective of my message. By the time I'm done, the people should have learned how to be consistent. All right. So when I come, I know what I'm, I can't talk. Now I can't talk and leave the thing and come back and talk and even Now sometimes when I'm coming to prayer, it's only even one scripture I have. I learned on the job. You come. You see, only if you be more humble, if you just go a little down and take the pains to do a little bit more by listening to the instructions you are told, you become better on this job. God is raising you up to be a better person. God is raising you up to be a better person. Listen, if we will do it, let's do it well. When you work with, you see, when you work with people in doing God's work, when you work with people, it's a very difficult thing because people are very funny to to be with. Do you get it? Nobody is perfect, right? But there's always the focus on the vision for which we are we are here. And that is higher than any other thing that comes up. I am not perfect. You are not perfect. And neither are you perfect. And that's how even in a relationship, you see, it's just two imperfect people who just believe in love. Say, we will, we will, we will follow love. That's it. You think I'm perfect? You should ask Mama Audrey, I'm far from perfect. Far from perfect. You think I'm a nice person. I'm not a nice person. In a way. And you think she's also nice. She's not really nice like, like you think. Well, maybe nicer than me. But, but we know we love each other. And we look forward to the love we share. And it doesn't matter what happens. You know, the other day we were in the car, she asked me, am I, am I stubborn? I said, oh, you know what? If I had to choose, I'll choose you again. You are not stubborn. Doesn't mean she's not really stubborn. No. But if I put all together, pass mark far over ninety. It's that's the truth. Like she's not perfect. You get it. But if I compare and contrast and put her, say this one is the best I could ever get anywhere. If if we go and come by the grace of God for these nine years or whatever I've known her, if we go and come, I'll choose her again. No regrets. It's because I've understood Nipa So when you relate with people and you relate in a human setting, you can't allow Nipa to what? To make you lose track of what you have to do. You can't. You see, now, because of past death, some people say, she say, I saw from the sorry. You are fooling yourself. She say, I saw from now, but no money, I saw papa. Because of past death. Your Christianity is it because of a pastor. Where in the John 3 16, did you hear that pastor, what, what, because of pastor, you won't go to heaven or you have to. 
you will be there and be fooling. You see, 2 Kings 13, let me just give you the scripture. 2 Kings 13, 17. NLT. And he said, open the window, it what? And he opened it. Then Elisha said, shoot. NLT. NLT. And he opened it and he said, shoot. So he shot an arrow. Elisha proclaimed, this is the Lord's arrow, an arrow of victory over Aram, for you will completely conquer the Arameans at Afek. Verse 6, 18. Then he said, now pick up another arrow and strike them against the ground. So the king picked them up and struck the ground three times. How many times? Three times. 19. But the man of God was angry. The man of God was angry with him. You should have struck the ground five or six times. He exclaimed, then you would have beaten Aram. So it was a prophetic thing. Okay. So it's like you came to church. He said, let's give an offering. And you had 50 CDs. Okay. Then he said, oh, let me give. Mm, I need to buy food. So let me give. 25. Let me give 20. Then he said, you should have just given 40. That would have completed a miracle. You should have just done the extra thing. It was a prophetic act. He says, strike the ground. The number of times you strike is going to determine the number of times you win. Right? So, he says, strike. So, he said, I struck it three times. He said, no. Why didn't you just add another one? You should have just, he said, he said, listen, he, he exclaimed, you should have, you should have struck the ground at least five or six more times. Like you should have just added two. Just two more would have made a difference. Just two more. Just two more. Just a little twist to your attitude would probably have gotten you a, more, a bigger mansion in heaven. What is the regret we'll have when we are dying? How much more we did for God? How well we lived with people? Those are the two things you regret the most. How, how you spent your time with family and how you live for God. When you are dying, you realize family is most important. If, if you are not talking to this person, ah, I wish I could get to talk to them. And how much you serve God. A little bit more. A little bit more. A little bit Open ears to take instructions. Write this. He says, make this list. Do this. Yes, sir. That's it. No argument, no talking. Get this done. Design this. Play this song. I took, I took, I said, do this song for me, for communion. They played it. It didn't work. Ah, I didn't hear anything again. Why? Why can't you just do it? You don't know why I said do it. Does it fizzle in the air? Does the command fizzle? Do you want to be living in the same church with a pastor, your father, who tells you things and you shit on? You shit on. When I say do this, then you shit on it. Then you pee on it. Then you put your legs on it. Ah! He doesn't know it's very difficult to do it. Mm. And you stamp on it. How will the church work? And it's a seed you sow. 
you only realize that later you you see i told pastor i said look don't joke with honoring me why the truth god knows my heart the reason why i told him not to me if you dishonor me what, what do i don't get i said it doesn't mean anything to me me you don't know me well though. so many things don't bother me but i'm i'm afraid for you i'm afraid for you because people will dishonor you and the people who dishonor you are more than the people who you, you are only one person dishonoring me but if you do anything you have sown a seed for a lot of people. Let's say, God willing, we are going to have 3 million people in Christ's love. 2.999 are going to dishonor you. It's a principle. So, me, I tell you to do something, you won't do it. Oh, pretend. Let's pretend. Let's move on. Let's pretend. Let's what? Pretend. Play another track. Communion, we'll play another track. We'll play what the pastor wants. Who play it? But don't forget, you too, you tell people to do something, they will joke with you. They will joke with you. It's because you sow the seed for it. And there are no excuses. They say, oh, we're busy. Oh, this, oh, this. Please. Or oh, it's too difficult. No. So one day, God told me to do a crusade in Ayodhiasi. We had finished, we had closed we had done our party. You remember our party in, in tech? We used to do party every semester, ending every semester. Have chicken and we did it. We had a powerful time. I told the people, God bless you for this semester. As we go, see you next semester. Ah, as I was in the church or going home, then I just felt the Holy Spirit talking to me. He says, I want you to do a crusade. I'm like, God. But I told the people that they should go home. He says, no, I want you to do it. And when he told us to do the crusade, it was one of the weirdest places. You remember? Were you part of that crusade? I say, under that big tree. Hey! And apart that tree, those places that they just need to go, which is all the witches in there, those where they are. Hey! It's a God. Said, oh. So I pretended I have no head. Then I heard him say again, he said, do you want to go to Australia? And I said, yes, we want to go to Australia. Then he said, Australia and Ayodhya, which one is far? Then I said, Australia. He said, so if you can't go to Ayodhya, say, is it Australia that you think you will go? And I said, where the thing is going? Destiny count. So I called Pastor. I said, Charlie, call the people again. Nobody should go. We are going to do a crusade. And we did it. We did it. We had miracles. Someone says uh, uh, waste. She got healed. Another person said he couldn't hear. We had miracles. Only if I had pretended. Listen, don't joke with the instructions. That is the lifeline. That that's it. Like that's what makes the church. If we are told to do something, just do it. We are not asking you to kill yourself. Or cut your head and bring it. You better do what you are told. It's hard work, by the way. And there are no CCs in this job. Do you know a CC? Do you know a CC prophet? Go and look for the meaning of a CC. A CC is a man who is a woman. A womanish man. Hmm? It's a term in the Italian mafia. 
when a man is not brave enough. So you are doing God's work and you are acting like a sissy. And if you're a woman, to don't be womanish. Because God did not create a woman. He created a he is a created man. And you people say what man can do, woman can do better. Not so. So we don't want any our bones are not strong. Please. What your bones are not strong. The things your mouth can say, your bones can do. Your mouth can say plenty powerful things. We are being called on to repentance. Please. Let's you see, let's take a very consistent attitude. If you if you are not nice, let us know you are not nice. Then we know that, oh, as for Jifa, as for Irene, she's when we are describing, say, oh, that lady who is not nice. Everybody knows you are not, at least you are consistent. We just want you to be consistent on the path you have chosen. You get it. So the lady who is not nice, of course, we don't mean can don't come and be nice here. Just a saying. But let's know let's, let's just be consistent. Let's address you. The guy who is always smiling. Consistent in your attitude, consistent in your character, consistent, like doing a little bit more. Number four, number three. Consistent in what? Taking instructions. Taking instructions. We must come to a place that we take instructions. I was reading something as I did my quiet time yesterday. Let me just share with you briefly as we close. Psalm uh, 91. Very amazing. Is it there? Do we have it? Let's read together. He that what? In the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He that dwelleth in the secret place. So here, we are instructed to dwell. You see, this is the key for protection, divine protection. We are instructed to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. The Bible says, he that dwells. So once you are dwelling, you are okay. It's a, it's a straight thing. When Moses was born, there was given an instruction. He had to be hidden. When Jesus was born, the angel appeared to his father, Joseph, and said, take the lad, take the child, and take him to Egypt. Right? And be there till a word is given for you to come back. Don't take him to Syria. Don't take him to Ghana. Don't take him to South Africa. Take him to where? Egypt. Because there is life in that instruction. He is Jesus. But if they had fooled with the instruction, it would not have ended well. Herod would have killed him. So the instruction comes. Do this. Do that. Do this. Do that. Forsake not my instructions, my son. 
Whatever you are told, just do it. It makes the work easy. If you are asked to do A, do it. If you are asked to do B. If, you see, if for your life you won't do it, fine. At least your life. But for the work, you at least for the work, do it. You get it? If for your life I call you and say, hey, I see that this, <laughs> I see, I saw something like a car coming to hit you. So do three-day fasting and let's pray against it. If you don't do it, it's your life. Yeah, so that one, you can choose to do it or not to do it. But for the church, I beg, do it. If I say I want this song, please, go all lengths to get it done. Just do it. So we can have a better church. We can have a fine-tuned church. A church that works well. A church where authority flows. A church where everybody understands what they are supposed to do. A church where everybody is doing what they have to do. A church where things are working, basically, right? That's it. So we can have things, things working well. Nobody's a professional here, but we will all learn and become better. Do you think um, she has done accounting before? No, but she's actually doing a lot. And you see, you have to go deeper into it because we can't go and rent and hire an accountant. What's the money to hire an accountant? I was trying to pray. I said, Lord, why don't you just send us someone who's good with... He says, no, 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 no. <laughs> No, what you have, use what you have. I was, th- I was trying to say, Lord, we need someone who can help us plan our events and, I mean, try to put everything at this time of the this and this thing. No, 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 no. What you have is what you have. Use it. And it's you and you and you who will be used for that. So the earlier the what, the better. Wake up. Rise up. Get serious. And especially when the church is a church that is building on a vision. We are not just playing around. We are not just doing something for tomorrow's sake. We are trying to build something. You get it? We are building something. So please, let's rise up. Let's rise up and build. Let's rise up and do it well. Huh? Kamel, I see you laying a block. And I see the line. And you are supposed to fix the block in a particular spot. May you not put it in a wrong spot. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing right now. Because if you miss it, it can affect the building. Let's do it well. You never know what great opportunity you have to serve God till it has been taken from you. I was telling Prophet, you are very fortunate because you are already into ministry. People wait years to do what you are doing. But look at how fortunate you are. I was in Mampong from, from Monday. I was praying, waiting on God. And as I saw the Bible students and everything, and I thought to myself, wow, I don't know. Bible school is great. I don't know why I didn't go to Bible school. God didn't make me go. But it's not a joke. If we are already in it, let's thank God and continue. You get it. 
Thank you for listening to this podcast. Visit www.christaboundinglove.com and our social media handles at the Christ Abounding Love Church for more audio messages and details on all upcoming conferences. God bless you.